What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek and Eric here. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So the big news of the day is is Will Smith showed up. I mean, we haven't yeah. seen a lot of him. He's popped up here and there in like sort of footage of him walking around places, but an actual sit-down interview. He also gave his own apology where he was sitting in front of a camera, but now he's in a conversation. Uh, he was on uh, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, who... Trevor Noah has carved out this sort of uh, great role where he's a really good interviewer because he has this sort of like sensitive sort of persona, uh, but he's also very intellectual and he delves into issues. So I thought this was a great way to come out. It doesn't feel as sort of cheesy as going on the Today Show or Oprah or something. And and Trevor and Will Smith are friends. And they're friends. They are friends in real life. So this is a good – Will's got a movie to promote. That's Uh, right. His movie Emancipation's coming out. So obviously you're not going to be able to talk about your new movie without first – Talking about the Oscars. That's right. Or the reverse was actually, it was actually yeah. the reverse. He gave a little bit of a promo for Emancipation, what that movie meant to him and how it's important. We'll get back into that a little bit. But I want you to hear the sort of segment where Trevor Noah, you know, waltzes into the conversation about the slap. So yeah. listen here. At the end of the day, I just, I lost it, you know. And I guess what I would say, you just never know what somebody's going through. And I was going through something that night, you know, and, you know, right. it's like I understood the idea where they say hurt people hurt people. Yeah. It felt like this was Will Smith for the first time going, OK, is this how you want me to respond yeah. or not? Yeah, no, nah, it, it was, you, you know, it was a lot of things. It was the, the, the little boy that watched his father beat up his mother. You know, it's, uh, you know, all of that just bubbled up yeah. in, in, in that moment. Um, you know, I just, that's not who I want to be. So I, I found this fascinating because Will Smith is sort of an expert at presenting himself. He wasn't ambushed. I'm sure this was like sort of, of he knew that this topic would come up. He's in a friendly setting with that's, Trevor Noah. That's why that Trevor helps. Noah was the first big interview he's done yes. since then. But you can feel the tightrope of it. You can yeah. feel the, you know, Will Smith is is walking this line of he doesn't want to um, sort of have this conversation constantly be the narrative surrounding Will Smith, who is one of the biggest movie stars in the world and has always had such a positive persona yeah. and a larger-than-life sort of movie star uh, essence to him. But he also can't diminish the importance of it. He can't be seen as being dismissive of that and let's move on Not and let's all. turn the page. So he has to walk this. I'll talk about it, but I, and I need to process it and tell people that I've changed, but I also don't want to talk about it that much. You can tell he wants to move on, but he can't yet. Well, he, not until he addresses it. And, and I yep. think he's done it well. This comes down to, you know, as, as people hearing this, how cynical are you? Yes. Because Will Smith is a it's very... It's a cynicism test. You're 100% he's, he's right. He's very measured. He always has been. That was partly why I think the, sh- the slap was so shocking, because Will Smith was always the most positive, 
you know, unflappable, put-together celebrity in the world. Yes. And then we saw that crack. Yeah, he rarely broke. I remember one yeah. instance where, remember when he slapped the guy who sprayed him with water? Sure. There were so few instances that, that you would remember them. Very different, yeah. very different, but he was unflappable. And he You was never just saw him lose his cool. Yes, just charisma, just beaming thousand-watt yeah. smile, and that was Will and, Smith to us. And so that's why I think a lot of people were kind of shocked by, did Will Smith just do that? Yes. And now I think that he sort of wins here because I think this humanizes him. I do too. Because I do, again, you can be very cynical and say this is just him trying to you know, look like a good guy again. Right. And he's such a good actor, you could say, and so he forth. Is. But at some point, cynicism has to give well, yeah, way. Yeah, for all of his success and his money and his fame, he's still a human. And I think yep. maybe that's on us that you kind of lose sight of that. He wasn't Will Smith the person. He was Will Smith the persona. Yes. And he, you know, he curated that. So that was him projecting it. But by coming on here and say he's right, you never know what somebody else is going through. Yeah, yeah, and, and even at the, at the you know at the Oscars where yeah. you're winning, yeah, and it can still be a bad night for you. Let me ask you this: so, so Trevor Noah at some point during this conversation also says, you know, pe- some people process this as, oh my gosh, we got to see the real Will Smith for the first time, and yeah. he's been this monster lying in wait his entire <laughs> life behind this facade of positivity. And Trevor Noah flips that. He says, look, I'm friends with this guy. And I thought it was very clever to sit with someone who knows you outside of your celebrity persona. And Trevor Noah and he are friends, and I'll take them at their word. He says he's also friends with Chris Rock, by the way. So he he, he sort of balances that. But Trevor Noah says, I think you saw the opposite. I think you saw a person in a moment not being themselves. And the person we've watched for 30 years uh, with this presence couldn't have been faking it that long. That, That is Will Smith. And this was a moment that was a bad moment that all humans have. They have sure. like moments where they get angry. And, and you know, I was one of the, uh, you know, I'll be honest. When I saw him slap uh, Chris Rock, I thought I saw the real, real Will Smith. And I'm actually convinced of this. I thought when I saw that, I was like, you know, this is a coddled celebrity who's never been told. Do you still no. think that? I do. I think there are elements of that. I don't think this was entirely uh, an aberration. And I think Trevor Noah buys into the idea that this is a totally, uh, you know, let's dismiss this because this was a guy going through something in a moment. I think it's also part of his personality, but he's complex. Well, I don't think they're just saying that it was just, you know, everything was just all like peaches and happiness up until that exact moment. And Will Smith says it was bottled rage. Yes. It was. It was somebody. He he knows he has a temper. I mean, even it's sort of jokey, but even like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the whole premise of that show was built on him getting into a fight and losing his cool in a moment. That's what that whole the whole public identity of the Fresh Prince is built on that moment of rage. Yes. And I think he is someone who genuinely tries to be a positive person. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he was the nice guy just because he thought he'd make a lot of money doing that. I think that is not just who he is, but who he wants to be. Yes. And sometimes he's not that. Nobody is that all the time. Yeah. And I, I, I think it is believable that he had tried to, you know, I'm smiling through it all. I'm Will Smith. He took a lot of crap. People made fun of him, took shots at oh, him. Oh, sure. For as successful as he was, he was also, you know, he was the, the soft rapper. It was easy to make fun of him. For sure. And And... I'm sure that hurt him. Yeah, there's an element of Will Smith when I think about him that is unknowable because he 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 seems to me and, and follow me here like a lump of clay. He's been famous for so long and he's always been um, sort of pursuing roles and he gets kind of lost in them. Like I don't know, not I'm not talking about method acting, but when he was doing King Richard, 
he would talk endlessly on the on the promotional circuit about the importance of family because that role for him to play, you know, Richard Williams, he was like, I'm the protector. And mm. what Richard Williams, he, he even said it in his Oscar speech and everyone saw, oh, he's excusing his behavior as protecting his family. I don't think he's excusing it. I think he really internalizes these messages about he the does. roles he's playing. And then they really impact his life. And he says that he says the roles you play sort of change you. And he says it about emancipation, which is the movie he's promoting now, which is about triumph of the human spirit and, you know, redirecting love towards evil and yeah. things like that. So he's in this very positive frame of mind. And I wonder if he just sort of ebbs and flows between these based on, you know, it seems overly reductive and simplistic to say he's just playing the characters. Whatever well, movie he's just in is is who he's embodying. But he's a lot about love now and he's a lot about turning the page. And it's because in part he's playing a guy who was all about love and like maybe. got whipped on the back a hundred times. And, and that's maybe why we think of Will Smith, like we all feel like we kind of know him a bit because yeah. all the roles he's played and he's played some very different characters, but they all kind of feel like some version of Will Smith. Yes. You know, like, like they're like little bits of his personality maybe like the fresh prince okay probably that's who will smith is yes the cool guy from bad boys i think that's who will smith is yeah eh, ali i can kind of see some of that and you know the, that determined fighter like he kind of is all these things and only you and i will probably remember this movie but remember the big movie he broke out onto the scene with six degrees of oh, separation yeah. what was he in that he was a fraud the whole movie <laughs> no honestly and you know i'm obsessed with this i don't think will smith is a fraud but he's played that role and he was incredible in that movie he was a young about, bright about, star where he was sort of a chameleon well, about being what people want you to be yes and i think there is a big part of him i think he genuinely very much does care what people think of him i agree he's a people pleaser at, at his core and that's and he's, why he's, he's, so, that. he's so good at it and and so he he always said you know, when he did his first apology that one of his biggest fears was disappointing people yeah and that's why the oscars hurt him so much because he's like i disappointed everybody and it's wild. I guess that's, a, you know, he, you, you, again, you can be cyn as cynical as you want. Will Smith, to me, and I don't know him at all. Sure. But, the, you know, it's all just based on our opinions of it. That's what, that's what he cares about here. Yeah. He seems like a genuinely pretty good guy to me. And I think he does care. And he had a moment. Yeah. I, I, Is it, I, it was like, was it unforgivable? Yeah, you know, I think I it's pretty think complicated. So. At some point, and we can end it here, Trevor Noah says he was put in this list with other problematic actors, and Trevor Noah, to his credit, was like, that's kind of unfair. You lumped him in with guys who sort of rape kids. You know, he, yeah, he slapped not... Chris Rock at the Oscars. It was horrendous. He lost and his it, cool. And he lost his cool. But let's keep some of this in perspective, and I thought that was a, a nice leveling way of saying, like, you know, he's on his apology tour, and he needs to be, and it is important to sort of address these things, but let's also, you know, yeah. add a little perspective. Nah, so he's, he's human. He's I human. thought it was good, and, and I bought it. I tabled my cynicism, and you know I'm one of You're the most very cynical. cynical people out there, and I actually uh, was on board. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I 
or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. So let's move yeah. on with someone I am uh, not on board with. Yeah, uh, Kanye uh, West. Tell me what happened yesterday on his on Kanye, the Tim Pool podcast. He is he is still on his on his tour here. Uh, he was on the Tim Pool podcast, and you know Kanye doesn't arrive alone anymore. He's got his now his the entourage crew of deplorables. Of, yeah, uh, Nick Yiannopoulos and um, Milo, I'm sorry, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos. Yiannopoulos and Nick Fuentes. Yes. Uh, I don't even want to say their names. Uh, very right wing. Nick Fuentes, very like white supremacist. Uh, yeah. So they, you know, if and you, trying to emerge as a as a national figure. I mean, Nick yeah. Fuentes was a nobody, but he's now attached himself to someone who is hugely popular, and it's gross to see him sort yeah. of enter mainstream conversation. So yeah, so if you're you know Tim Pool and you book Kanye, you're going to get them also. So Kanye wound up walking out of this interview when he got even the I didn't want to say pushback, the tiniest little bit of not going with his narrative about Jews. So this is what happened between Kanye and Tim Pool. As I'm getting hosed down every day by the press and financially, I'm just standing there. And when when I found out that they tried to put me in jail, it was like a dog was biting my arm. And I, 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 I almost shed a tear, almost. But I still walked in stride through it. Yeah. I, I think I think they've been extremely unfair to you. I think. Who was they, though? We can't Cor- say who they Cor- is, can we? Press. I'm not using the I don't, I don't use the word as the, as the way I guess you, you guys use. I'm, I'm talking about it is about them, it. though, isn't it? I mean, because <laughs> no. and, and because when you think <laughs> about not. it, consider it in 2018. What do you mean it's not? It, what, what do I mean? Like, uh, uh, OK, so how about are you leaving? Are you afraid of the press? He's on. So if you disagree with Kanye in the slightest way, even if you ask him to clarify, are Jews destroying you and ruining the world, he will just walk out. This this is the most telling, problematic part of the Kanye West persona to me. It's that all of this has happened to him, and rather than an ounce of self-reflection, the media is attacking him. It's not questioning him, it's, it's attacking him. And when he says, he takes it as a point of pride that while under assault by the media, which he of course, deems to be unfair. He walks in stride, defiant, yeah. impervious to, and his and to, with his money, he's still standing. That's right, and and it's it's sort of the problem with Kanye is that shell that he's built around himself is impervious to criticism, right? I mean, you can see this guy was as delicate as you can be about the views that Kanye West has expressed, and still he said, no, I, I, I've I, been hosed down enough. I'm ready to walk past this and take, you know, Nick Fuentes in this arm and Milo Yiannopoulos <laughs> in this arm, and we're going to sort of soldier our way through the storm of misinformation. They, they perceive everyone they are heroes as sheep to them, you know, to hear to themselves. Exactly. And they see the, the press as part of this cabal. And how do you break that? I, I guess I'm, I'm watching this and, and he's retreating to other awful people who share his despicable views yeah. rather than just like, hey, look in the mirror and maybe think about why the entire world is against you except for these three assholes. Well, that's, that's, I, I just find that, that odd. And that Sorry is, for my language, but it's but crazy But that is to me. such, such the, the narcissist thing. Instead, when everybody is fleeing from him and not just businesses, but like lots of personal connections. I mean, think 10 years ago yeah we had kim he was still friends with jay and beyonce and john legend and like all these people have abandoned him and not just because you know it's 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 politically bad for them to be seen with him i think yes. they just disagree with him They're like this is gross and i want no part of this we're not friends anymore right it's so, not a cabal of, it's just your views are disgusting and instead of you know that that's kanye's way of doing things instead of being like maybe i'm wrong 
when he loses all his friends, he will just become friends with people who tell him he's right. Yes. And now we see that's who he's hanging out with. It's it's almost more understandable to me that if you're in the 1940s in Germany that you could convince, if you're Hitler, you could convince yourself that your views are right because you control the country and the country is at rallies. Yeah. Like Donald Trump is more understandable as a person to me because he does command a large segment of the population in a way. But and Kanye it controls his, his reality. But Everything in Kanye's world is it, run and dictated by Kanye. It's wild. Yeah. And he just he's he's just confirmation bias on display. Right. I mean, yeah. Kanye's d- views are not his own one. They're not new. We've t- discussed this. He didn't discover the Jewish cabal it, it, that no Jews one knew about. Hollywood is People not something have, he made up. Correct. Like he found these gross views. They resonated with him for whatever reason, because maybe he felt he was slighted in business and so forth. And he built a worldview around them. And then he found other people who had also discovered the same stupid views that have been, you know. And are trying to become famous and make money off of it. And are trying. Exactly. All these people are aligned. He doesn't see that, though. No. Like, the Trumps and the Kanye's of this world don't see the flattery for what it is, which is. Oh my gosh, Nick Fuentes gets to hang out with Kanye West. To Nick Fuentes, this They're is being a huge used. come up. Yeah, he doesn't, but he doesn't sense no. it, I don't think. He gets, I've seen pictures of them and Nick Fuentes sitting on Kanye West's private jet. Nick Fuentes doesn't have access to private jets. He's a no. marginalized, nobody, arch, you know, sort of. White supremacist. Arch white supremacist who used to have no seat at any reasonable table and still doesn't. But now a guy who had a billion dollars and I'm sure still has hundreds of millions of dollars takes him on his private jet. And, you know, they get into this echo chamber. It's a literal echo chamber when you're sitting on that private jet and you know what they're talking about. And it's gross. And I I just don't see a way out of it. When I see him storm out of a podcast from even a a softball kind of like delicate tiptoeing around the issue. Tim Pool's credit, I guess, at the end after Kanye had left, he's like, when I say they, I mean, you're talking about. Are you talking about the people you think have slighted you in business, or do you mean they, like, you literally mean an entire He's group of people? gently redirecting. Yeah. yeah. And when Kanye's like, oh, you don't agree with me that Jews are bad, I'm walking out. Right. And I think you hear Nick. I think it's Nick who says, well, oh, let's call it for what it is. Yeah. And, like, why can't we say what they is? And it's like, it's not because you're right, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's a and, there's an arrogance with those by views. That, that's that like, logic, you know, that, like, oh, well, it's all the Jews. Well, then who else is uh, canceled Kanye? White men. So, right. Nick, they're part of the problem then, right? All yes. white men are canceling Kanye. So why is Kanye hanging out with him? I mean, that, you know, that, that's the it's fallacy so, of that, that logic. Oh, I mean, it's so rife with fallacy when you say like, but there's it comes at you with this like condescension where they're like, well, you won't say they because it's politically correct. And because no, no, now you're, not, you're a sheep and you're afraid. Right. I'm it not can't saying be they maybe I'm, I'm wrong and you disagree with me. Yes. There's, there's no concept of that. Right. And he doesn't want to have that conversation. It seemed like Tim Pool wanted to say, like, hey, let's like maybe have a dialogue. It, yeah. I, I think you don't need and to he have can, these he dialogues. Said, like, I think it's unfair how you've been treated. Yeah. Like he, he set can Kanye up that. that way. Yeah. And which, nope, which by the enough. way, is not a given. We have no idea of what these sort of uh, business dealings that he feels wronged in. We don't know about them. They're not in lawsuits where it's de- necessary that he was wronged even. But let's take that as a given. Tim Pool is saying, okay, you were wronged or you felt wronged. Okay. Let's break it down and the individuals that caused that. And, nope, nope. It's the Jews. Nope. And yeah. I, I don't see um, how it breaks unless he has a moment. Like Kanye needs yeah. to have a moment. And he's not going to have it around Nick Fuentes. And thing. he's not going to have it around Milo Yiannopoulos. I, I often think he needs to have it around someone he loves and trusts. And when his mother died, it was such a you know transformational moment for Kanye because that was a person he would listen yeah. to and lean on. He always looked to and your mom. And now we've seen that, and then it was sort of Kim, and now that that's over, 
it's been just a quick spiral since yes. that. And it was not Chris. You know, you know, no. Chris, his mother-in-law, you would think he looked up to as he does look up to her as a business person and what she's created in terms of an empire, but he doesn't seem to like her. He says some pretty yeah. sharp, nasty things, so it's not like she can give him some wisdom. Trump said, and he's a you know, a, a pile of problems unto himself, but said he wanted to give him some advice. Problems. He won't listen to Trump. He got into a fight at that dinner. I mean, this is a guy who won't listen to anyone. Again, like I said, one of his famous songs is you know, can't tell me nothing. And it's yes. true. And and it's going to get even worse for him because now, you know, even like like the like Tim Pool, like these other podcasts, any any platform that, you know, would think, well, Kanye's a good guest to have, it'll get clicks, whatever, yeah. still kind of using him. Now you know if you invite Kanye, you're bringing this other group along with him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's and got people, a plus two with him. People don't want to deal with that. So he will yeah. get fewer opportunities to speak his mind. That's I mean, right. He can scream on Twitter into the void if he wants now, but but if you were to have a podcast and we said, Kanye, we'd like to invite you, but we don't really want uh, Nick and Milo, he'd be like, of course you don't. He would say, like, you know, you're he's, trying to silence them too. It. You're part of the cabal. You prove my point. So it's an impenetrable force field around dialogue and conversation because he, he doesn't and, really want to And again, have he's it. just going to walk out as soon as you— Right. I, I can't really call this pushback exactly. It's yeah. just, eh, maybe, maybe not all Jews are out to get you, Kanye. Nope. I'm walking out. Yeah. And uh, so, look, it's not a very hopeful note. I don't think we're getting out of this anytime soon. No. But uh, we'll wrap it up there. It's, it's not, you know, look, you know, I think the Will Smith conversation ends on a hopeful note. If you're not absolutely cynical, he's trying to turn the page and address these things in a way that is self-reflective. Sure. And Kanye's inability to be reflective in any capacity and just surrounding himself with more people with wrongheaded views uh, is really uh, limiting our ability to move on from this at all. Yeah. So uh, we'll leave it at that. See you next time.